0: You're tuned in to local programming on 97.7 WAOV and NewsKnoxCounty.com. The information and opinions voiced on the Mark and Mark Show is for general information only. WAOV Radio and the original company assumes no responsibility for errors or omissions in the content of the program. Broadcasting for over five years from the historic Brevort House in downtown Vincennes, this is the Mark and Mark Show. It's a show about everything. A show about nothing. Featuring Joe Heron, Chris Haddix, Dave Hill, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and Haley Lancaster. We now go live to the WAOV studios for the Mark and Mark Show with your hosts, Mark McNeese and Mark Hill. Hey, it's the Mark and Chris Show this morning, this afternoon, I should say, along with our soundboard man, uh, Chris Sonderling is, uh, 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 Scott's not (laughs) Chris Sonderling, Scott Sonderling. Um, so Mark is, uh, indisposed. He, uh, had double booked himself down in the pocket city. So, uh, he begged off and, uh, we may be, uh, joined reluctantly a little bit later here by my brother, Matt, who's, uh, suffering, uh, the, uh, reports of, uh, Aaron Rodgers being traded to, uh, the Jets, which is no surprise, although, good Lord, that thing went up and down and inside and out. But they had to get that nailed down before the uh, before the draft, right? No. That was the biggest mistake by the Jets, in my opinion. Oh, is that right?
1: Okay. If they would have waited until after the draft, they could have got a better deal. But I think they got nervous that another team might try and get involved. So they, they gave up way more than I think they had to. Okay. But, uh, they, they got it done, and real in actuality, if he plays good this season, it'll be worth the one person on pick. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. So that's uh, we'll see if that's on Matt's uh, uh, good new, good week, bad week. If, uh, if you know, and I think most Packer fans, I've talked to a bunch of them in the last week or so, were you know kind of resigned to this fate anyway, and uh, they're ready to move on. I think uh, we'll see what Jordan Love can bring to the table, and uh, yeah, he certainly deserves a shot. I mean, if you've been a Co-pilot for that long and only played what five or six games and, uh, of any merit. So we'll see what he can do. So we all start our show off with good week, bad week. My good week is that, uh, the aforementioned uh, evil has left the north, the, uh, NFC north. So, uh, we'll see how that shakes down. You know, the bears have had uh, some really good off-season acquisitions and trades. And so, uh, they, they are taking it serious about getting back in the race and the Packers similarly are rebuilding. So it should be a very interesting division next
1: year. And and Detroit
0: uh, was sitting
1: as the favorite, and then they had about a half dozen players start gambling on the facility site, and two of them were offended indefinitely and were cut from the team, and two of them are out six games, including uh, Jameson Williams, who's a up-and-coming wide receiver, which is really going to hurt them. Wow. So they shot themselves in the foot there a little bit.
0: That's crazy. And, then I mean, you think about uh, – all the opportunities these uh, professional athletes have, and then to do something like that, uh, Pete Rose, their team—that's not a not so a good. He, here's the funny part about that. So the rules are pretty simple. They can't bet on
1: professional football. Period. All that's right. why the two guys got suspended indefinitely, which is what happened to Calvin Ridley, which will be at least the whole season. The other two guys weren't betting on professional football. They were betting on college football, which is allowed as long as you don't do it facility. So basically, they said that had they just signed off of the Wi-Fi and used their their data, they probably would never have got caught.
0: Wow! But they did it while they were on the Wi-Fi at team facilities. <laughs> Jeez, you guys are making millions of dollars and and uh, high school mistakes. So but how my- silly
1: are those rules? No, seriously, how silly <laughs>
0: is that rule? Oh, you're on the Wi-Fi,
1: six games. Oh, you were on your data. It's fine.
0: <laughs> that is kind of. Crazy technicality. And my bad week is the Cardinals bullpen or or lack thereof. You know, it's like, uh, I had an interesting conversation with one of my favorite Cardinal fans, uh, Greg Parsley, uh, who lives like I do, lives and dies with the Cardinals. And he said, he made an interesting, uh, fact that of all the series, the Cardinals have played in this season and they are nine and, uh, 13 now, I think nine or 13, nine and 14. Uh, They have not won a single opening game in a series. You know, it's kind of hard to sweep somebody if you don't win that first game. So, you know, they've split a couple. They've won a couple. But most of them, they've lost. But when you start off by losing that first game, and they are playing the Giants last night, which another friend of mine said, the good thing about the Cardinals playing on the West Coast is I don't find out about it until the next day, so it doesn't ruin ruin my sleep, you know. (laughs) I got it. Got a good farmer friend that uh, we converse about the cardinals quite frequently. So so then the other uh, bad week, I guess, I don't know, is the up and down weather. You know, my wife has this tiny uh, car and we have a tiny garage. And anytime it gets below freezing, she has to get that tiny car into the tiny garage, which requires me moving stuff around. So uh, it got in there a couple of days this week because uh, frost on the windows in April, you know, that's not a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's not pleasant. And I've explained to you more than once that my truck sits in front of the house. I don't have a garage for it to be sitting in because my wife uses our garage. And right. uh, if it gets to 35 degrees, my truck windshield freezes. And of course I'm up at 530 in the morning. So it's always when it's cold out, it's always icy and freezing. Yeah. yeah. So it's all brought to that. No, uh, no warming. I, I think a few people may have uh, made the mistake of getting uh, excited about the weather and did some planning that they shouldn't have done with their flowers. <laughs> Because uh,
0: it it is, you know, I I get in that same sort of conundrum because I I typically don't get things planted in a timely fashion because the rendezvous because I'm doing stuff on the weekends out there, yeah. or, you know, doing other things, and so then it, you know sometimes when it rolls around the end of May, it's so blazing hot you don't want to you'll know, plant things that are going to burn up. So, uh, but I know we did buy a fern that I, I've had to take in and out a few times because. Afraid it might get frosted up, so anyway, that's my good week, bad week. How about you, Chris? All right, good week. Uh my wife and I's twenty third anniversary
1: was last Friday. Nice, uh, nice! Yes. We uh cooked some uh, carbonara here at the house and we started really? a new tradition recently on any any holiday, birthday event that we have that we had dinner. We started um jumping into the cocktail experimental cocktail thing trying to find neat interesting cocktails and we found the classic called the french 75 french which is uh 75. it's it's literally if you taste it it tastes like a lemon shake-up it, it's too right. sweet to drink more than a couple but it's delicious it's just it's gin simple syrup lemon juice and then you top it with champagne it is delicious but it's wow. so sweet you have one or two and it's good so we did that and then um, yesterday, we went to the food trucks to the Wabash. The weather was fantastic. Mm-hmm. With so many trucks out there, you could go out there every week and never eat at the same place twice right now.
0: Yeah, that's it's nice. Really- I know they ha- they actually ended up having two fewer this time than the first time. But, you know, I- anything more than a dozen trucks, that's a great uh, oh, opportunity. Oh, it's fantastic.
1: And not only that, but the lines don't tend to be as long at any of them. Mm-hmm. So instead of waiting 30 or 40 minutes for food, you can get stuff in 10 or 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I had the big boy burger place, that Smash Burgers, they make a good Smash it Burger. It is good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and my wife always does Twisted Toaster because you just can't go wrong with that stuff.
0: Well, that's, yeah. I yeah. have. What's, what's that? Uh, oh, God, that one cheese that he has that's really, uh can't think of the name of the cheese now, but it's really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, uh, I didn't make it, but my money did, you know. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. Stop by and say, hey, he said, if you give me some money, I'll meet you down at the. Um at the food trucks, you know, after Board of Works and so I gave him the money and then you know I tried to call him, I didn't get an answer, didn't get an answer. So I <laughs> told him, let the dogs out and I said, Logan, where I said he said, Oh, I left my phone in my car. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, sure, I'm yeah. sure he didn't leave the money there.
1: <laughs> no, the money was remembered. Yeah. Also we've been enjoying the weather with running. For us, we've been running outside on the on the river walk. I I, I talk about it more than once, I'm sure, but running in this town is so nice. Uh, with the monument and the river walk, it's just such a, it's such a pretty walk. You don't feel like you're in a small town when you're running through stuff like that. It feels like you're running through a big city with all that stuff.
0: And um, that's a pretty good I'll, point, Chris. I, 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 agree with you because uh, back when I was running, uh, especially when I was on vacation or out of town and larger communities, I used to love running in St. Louis or Chicago, Washington DC. Oh, was, yeah. You know, just where you have these monuments, different things. You know when you're running on the river and you're running past Grouseland and you're running past Memorial, it's you know it's very similar kind of experience. It is It absolutely is. And now good week bad week
1: combo for us. We've been enjoying the last few weeks with our daughter Emma before they moved down to Florida. Yeah. Um. So she's been going to lunch with us a lot more. So we've been spending time and chatting with her and just kind of uh, preparing mom for the eventual loss of half, <laughs> half of her uh, nest.
0: Gotcha. So, no, the the. Yeah. Uh, you know, the empty nest syndrome is actually a myth of sorts. You know, um, healthy couples uh, look forward to launching their children into uh, into the public and uh, you know and enjoying uh, what they used to enjoy uh, when they didn't have kids. You know, that's the uh, and that is me to a T. I'm super excited, and but mommy is so
1: attached to her children and such a helicopter mom and involved in every aspect that she's just. Uh, she, I don't think it's so much that she's leaving; it's that she's going to be almost a thousand miles away. That's tough. So, That's tough so it's know. not. It's not. She's like you're going to have to Facetime me every every week, and I'm like, I don't know if you're going to get that, mom. But right. we'll see how it goes. So oh, yeah. yeah. So we're so we're working into that right now, and it's going to be here soon because we're going. To, it's the end of May when we're moving her. So.
0: No, and I would agree with you too. I mean, uh, speaking uh, that same distance kind of thing, when, when my son was in Zionsville, um, you know, it was nothing for us to. Run up there on a weekend and grab the kids, yeah. or then come down here and do that. But you know, now that Adams in uh, Colorado with uh, three of our grandkids, it's kind of like, oh my god! It's like you know, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you got to schedule things, and uh, and then it's funny that when well, those two, uh, the two oldest kids, when the, they get the phone and they call me, it's like it's a whirlwind adventure. You know, the phone goes up and down the house, inside, paint <laughs> on the floor. You don't know what's going on. So, All right. Well, we have come to the first break here on the Mark and Chris Show. And when we get back, we'll uh, do our uh, baseball word of the day. And Chris is uh, – what are you doing now? I forget. You're doing the I, – I have no idea what I'm doing. I'll find something. You have, so, you have uh, something fan, to share with.
1: Where the, and fan,
0: then, uh, fantasy football is so far away. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll come up with something else for Chris. And then, of course, Scott can chime in there with some, some of his calendar information and some shout-outs when we come back on the Mark and Chris and Scott Show. <clears throat> hey, we're back. It's the Mark and Chris and Scott Show. Um here on uh the Mark and Mark Show on our Tuesday afternoon. And uh we're mosing into the second uh uh topics of the day. And uh so we typically for seven years held this word of the day segment, and uh during baseball season I shift my gear to uh baseball word of the day and so my uh word of the day is the new shift rule. Um I think that uh you know, we've talked uh, a lot here on the show about the time clock, but the shift rule has also dramatically changed baseball and uh, for the best. And uh, the, it's notable that there are more singles being hit. Uh, they, You know, players, the, the infielders still do shift, you know, between bases. Uh, so you can have a modified shift, but not the radical stuff that was going on with cyber metrics and everything and just basically ruined baseball. He had a guy like, whether you loved him or not, you know, Matt Carpenter, who was a dead bull hitter. You know, they've five guys on the, you know, one side of the infield. And, you know, he couldn't bunt them down the other side if he tried desperately. So for for players, good hitters like him that had great eye and, and good hitting, you know, they lost a lot of singles during those years. So that's my word of the day is the new shift rule. Yeah, you know,
1: the thing about that is, um, they turned baseball into a game of either home runs or strikeouts. And it, and it wasn't, and, and it's not as fun. And I, I Mm -hmm. love, I love small ball and, and going to a game and watching singles and doubles and, and all that stuff to me, it makes it more enjoyable. Sure, people like home runs, but you want to see people on base and you want to see the chance of people scoring.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that. The other, the other big significant rule change was they made the bases a little bit larger. And I'll tell you what, you know, a couple centimeters one way or the other makes a big difference for those split second throws and things. It really does. Yeah. All so right, I found
1: the funny something? word of the day.
0: Yeah. Sozzled. Hey. Sozzled.
1: sozzled. <laughs> it's, it's basically when someone is drunk, you can call them sozzled.
0: That sounds like an old word. We might have to get the Haley's interpretation on that the next time she's on the air. That sounds like something out of Shakespeare. Sozzled. Okay. So, Scott, are you within uh, the uh, reach of your microphone where you can give us some uh, this day in uh, history or whatever you call these, uh, you know, Groundhog Plus Day or whatever?
2: Daily holidays, yes. Daily
0: holidays. Thank you. I knew it was <laughs> something. Daily uh, holidays. What do you got?
2: A couple of them. National Crayola Day.
0: National Crayola Day. Yep.
2: So get your coloring books out tonight and have some fun. Uh, school Bus Drivers Day. So thanks for school bus drivers that get the kids back and forth to school. Uh, hairstylist Appreciation Day, <laughs> and here's one I I was totally off when I read it. I had to look it up. It's East Meets West Day. Does anybody know what East Meets West Day is for? What's that? I thought it West was for when the uh, when they did the uh, train railroad ties, but actually it okay. was when. Uh, commemorates the day the eastern front of the allied forces met the western front at the river Elbe. an important <laughs> step for world war ii ending so that, yeah. is, that
0: is richard day
2: obscure
0: <laughs> right there buddy. You know, we'll East West day. Don't, yeah go yeah, out talk to Judge Osborn about that obscurity that uh, so i will say this uh that uh you know having been a uh, child adolescent therapist for uh 38 years you know uh Spent a lot of time with the uh, Crayolas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Uh, also, I, w- I have to give a little shout out to my brother in law, Chuck, who's a school bus driver. So, uh, and uh good friend of mine, Brad Case, that, you know, used to be a superintendent, but now he's a bus driver, you know, some kind of promotion there. So, um, so yeah, kudos to those guys. And of course, there is no more important person in your life if you have a hairstylist. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, you could cancel a doctor's appointment, dentist appointment, but you never cancel a hair appointment. Even if it's 20, 20 degrees below zero and two inches well, of ice in the road. If you're being
1: honest, it's not just about your haircut. You're also basically going to a psychiatrist for the yeah. day. You can, yeah. Yeah, so, or, and you also get all the latest gossip. So it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's an
0: advantage. All right. It's a double so. advantage. I agree with you entirely. And the other thing is that You know, when you think about it, uh, because I always get my hair washed at the same time uh, before I get my hair cut, and uh, they're one of the few professionals that are allowed to put hands on people, you know, in a a sort of fashion. You know, they're not masseuses, but, uh, you know, it it does, uh, you know, there's something, you know, when I used to go to a barber, uh, there were certain things that barbers didn't do that hairdressers do, so I applaud them, and I've been going to the same woman that's cut my hair probably for wow probably 40 years at least i don't know what i'm up now, getting...
1: now has the rate gone down as the hairline pulls back or does it remain <laughs> oh, the no. same
0: oh no no i think the uh <laughs> per square inch is uh significantly more expensive uh, I, I agree with that <laughs> i have a I have a friend that uh, has much less hair than me and you know i just i look at him and it's like they can't be charging you the same. It's like, that just, that ain't right.
2: <laughs> our, our hairstylist had a sign that says, remember, my hairstylist, not a witch. So, you know, they yeah. can all do certain amount of things to make you look better. So,
1: <laughs> oh, right. I loved when I was young, I you know, would go through the books and try to pick out a hairstyle. And they'd be like, nope. just no, just no, you can't do that. You're no, so, no, so not." Just, did you ever
0: have a mullet? Did, did you? Uh,
1: yeah. I, not only did I have a mullet in second and third grade, but at one point in time, I had my mom perm it. Ooh. So I had a perm mullet. Uh, okay, what, what year Boomer. was it?
2: Chris, what year was that?
1: So it had to be, so Boomer Esiason was big time back then, and he had that haircut. So it had to be 85, 87, right around there? 1986,
2: a, I went to the Christian yeah. High School in Evansville, and we, we couldn't have our hair touch our collar. So I had a mullet that had a perm, so it would pull my... Uh, hair off oh, my collar So, so yeah So Underneath the yep, thing Yeah So yep. we
1: had a similar do Yeah
0: I it, still it, can remember The smell of that perm How, oh, how yeah how In
2: my nose Yeah
0: Absolutely Ugh. I remember uh, When I uh, uh, For most of my Adolescence You know I mean Long hair was Was a thing You know During the hippie days And uh, so my hair was A lot curlier And I had a difficult time You know Growing it long And uh, so I used to Straighten my hair um and uh so when I when I got finished with college uh, you know I wanted it to go back to more of a curly shape so I had to, one perm only one perm in my entire life but I'll never forget that smell. Mm. Oh jeez. So, like, oh, I don't know how they do it.
1: <laughs> Me neither That's maybe that's why they uh that's why they're so mean sometimes because they're, they're smelling those horrible smells that, all the yeah. time.
0: It's in their skin and their pores it burns out. into their brain, yeah. Mm. Yeah so uh shout outs i'm going to give a i think we've given several of the same shout outs to uh over the past uh several weeks but i'm going to give another shout out to the young rotarians for a second successful uh half marathon i mean it celebrates vincennes it brings a lot of people in the community they had really very good weather it was cool but uh for runners it was perfect weather um and uh they changed the route up a little bit and uh we did a water station uh, at United Way, and interestingly enough, our water station was um, in front of St. John's. Uh, we used to; it was the previous year in front of Old Chicago, which was perfect. So they moved us down a couple blocks to St. John's, and then at ten o'clock, there's a funeral. <laughs> so, so I've got these nice teenage girls out there ringing, ringing cowbells and yelling and runners. You know, throwing water and all this. Then it's kind of like all of a sudden, here comes the hearse, and I'm like. <laughs> not at all uh, we' got be comfortable so we had about a 10 minute period there until the uh, until the casket got inside and the priest and the deacon they were very nice to us and said hey don't worry about it they you know once they're in church they'll be fine so that was kind of humorous but anyway great event um wonderful uh, turnout they uh, had uh, at least 50 to 75 more runners this year so it's a growing event I see this really taking off so kudos to the young Rotarians.
1: I had multiple people that ran the event that told me they absolutely loved the route. Yeah. They loved going by the sites and the military museum and all that stuff, and they thought it was really well done and very good. Was it 255? I think we had 255 runners yeah, this year. I think so. That's yeah. a fantastic turnout. Great so turnout. I think the time the time of year they picked is really nice because we don't really usually get cold, cold weather that time of year, but right. you, you're almost guaranteed to not have an 85-degree morning in the, towards the end of April, so you're not going to sweat anybody out. So I think we'll we'll see that continue to grow over the next few years.
0: I think I think so. I think it's got a lot of great potential. They had a flyover; it was really cool. Yeah, the, I saw the, that. Stein got in there with his uh, little planes, and uh, they threw a little smoke over the, the beginning of that. Uh, so there's a lot of things you one know, one of the, One of the things I really sincerely enjoyed a lot about the half marathon in Indy. Was that every quarter mile, there was just something unusual. There was a reggae band. There was a, a an accordion player. You know, there's a you know uh, just just an amazing variety of different things. And uh, you know, having people be quite animated on the route really helps entertain the uh, the runners. And uh, you know, it, it makes it fun for everybody. So and
1: on the business but, side, business side of things, the last two years uh, for us personally, it's been a very very good Saturday yeah. for us. Yeah. and if there's people downtown all day and so it helps local businesses as well which is oh, I agree. a agree
0: bonus yeah we ended up of course anytime i take six uh, teenage girls out to do some volunteer work i'm always paying for lunch you know so uh, <laughs> i think they decided they wanted to go to pub and grub so we went in there at 11 o'clock which is early but uh, yeah it was nice to, it was a nice crowd all through the downtown area so shout out for you chris uh, I have two. One, my beautiful bride, Buffy, of course, for our anniversary, for her
1: putting up with me even at work, which a lot of people can't believe that I work and live with my wife, and we hang out still all the time. That's not easy. So. I did.
0: That. I did that in the first couple of years of my marriage. It's a. That's a challenge. So we, our relationship
1: is very different in that we don't really ever hold back anything. So right. people people can see us. Uh, like talking animatedly at work, and they may think we're fighting, but that's just kind of we, our communication and kind of how we are. So I'm right. sure half the time they think she's an abusive wife or that I'm an abusive husband. <laughs> the way we talk at each other, but uh, imagine being with someone 24 seven basically. So and so you just learn how to communicate
0: like that. Yeah, and, no, I, <laughs> I, I yeah, I walked a mile in those shoes when the first uh, first two years that Gay and I were married. Uh, we both worked for the Holiday Inn, and uh, when you work for a family-owned business, a run business, uh, you know, we had uh, breakfast with our uh, in-laws, lunch with my in-laws and then we get ready to go home and they say, what time are you coming over from supper? And I'm just like in my head saying what? <laughs> we have, can, can we eat at home tonight, honey? Right? Can we eat at home tonight? Oh, it's like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it. Uh, and of course, we were working in different parts of the organization, so we weren't constantly <laughs> with each other, but it was a, it was a little bit of a challenge. And, um, so, uh, but yeah, there, there are definitely, uh, uh, good couples, good relationships that, uh, survive those kind of things. So anyway, um, well, we've reached that, uh, as Mark would like to say, if he were here, but he's not, uh, the hard break of our show. Um, so when we come back, Chris and I will die and we'll have lots of things to talk about because Chris and I are on the same plate with Mandalorian and, uh, Great, great, great episode of Ted Lasso. Oh, my God, we could spend the whole second half of the show just talking about Ted Lasso. So if you like those kind of things, please come back and join us here on the Mark and Chris and Scott Show. You know, I haven't really heard the bump music at all. I don't know if Scott's just not playing it or uh, <laughs> shortening up the show. But uh, this is the Mark and Mark Show. I'm Mark from uh, Main Street. That's Chris from the Greater Fourth uh, Street area, also near downtown, and Scott's on the soundboard. Marks in Evansville, and uh, Dave's got a meeting. Joe's got a new staff. There's lots of reasons why people aren't here, but we have two of the most important guys here. And this lucky is for them, segment. we can talk ourselves for a full I hour, know, right? You? I mean, we have no trouble. You know, I uh, wanted specific, this is my favorite segment of the program, best of streaming. And uh, want to talk in depth about the Mandalorian and uh, also Ted Lasso, so we'll put those on the shelf for just a second. Come back to them. Let me talk about a couple other things. I've been watching. I've been watching Succession, which I don't think you watch, Chris, or do you? So I started watching it two days ago the, from the beginning, or this? this yes, is- yes, haven't haven't watched it yet. Well, when you get caught up, we'll we'll talk, cause, uh, so, wait, don't not- worry about
1: spoiling anything. It's totally fine. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it finished because my wife is not super into it. It's so, but I love it.
0: It's intense. Language wise, it's very adult, very adult. Uh, but there's not, there's not a lot of sex or violence. It's just mostly, uh, conversation, but you know, Terrible, terrible family members. Terrible. Oh, I uh, love the daughter and Maca-
1: and Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Those two are just <laughs> hilarious, and they're both. So, yeah. it's, it's two and a half episodes in, and they're terrible. They're they just yeah. awful.
0: Oh my god, they are. Yeah, it doesn't get any better. Um, so uh, with that <laughs> uh, that's up to episode five, and uh, with that is precious part of that. I've also been watching a series I really highly recommend to people, and that's uh that's called Lucky Hank. It's on AMC. With I love Bob Odenkirk. I think he's just a fantastic actor, and uh, he's in a very good show that's about a, uh, a an English uh, department head in a small Eastern uh, uh, coast um, school, um, and it's very challenged. And he's going through a lot of struggles in his life. And uh, but a, lot, a great cast. And uh, just uh, check that out. It's uh, I think it's uh,
1: is, is it a comedy or is it more of a drama? Yes. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> it sounds like the premise for AP Bio,
0: which is yes. on NBC. There's some years pieces ago. of that in this, yeah. and Odenkirk's uh, perfect for the spot. And the um, I'm trying to remember the actress's name. You would know her, uh, that she's really, really good as well. Uh, Barry is back. Wow. Barry, have you been watching Barry? I mean, so, Barry. We absolutely loved the first
1: season and well, then started on the second season. And it was mid COVID, and we we bailed on anything that was depressing. We tried to go for funny and uplifting, and, and we just couldn't do it, man. It was so dark.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a continuing to to be a dark show. Really, really darker than even before. So, but but I do like that. The other thing I've been watching that's kind of crazy is uh, Schmigadoon. It's on Apple. Appetite- yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that was the first season, which was basically a take a funny take on. Uh, Brigadune with some other musicals yeah. kind of spliced in there. Um, Cecily Strong from uh, Saturday Night Live is, uh, the lead actress in there and, uh, uh, Jordan, uh, not Jordan Peele. Um, why, well, can't think of the other one?
1: Um,
0: he, he, yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mike Keaton. And, uh, so those two are a couple and they're both physicians. And, but anyway, this season it's called Chicago. Sh- Schmacon. It's dark, right? It's real dark. <laughs> like they're going adult and dark. Yeah. So it's, it's like a smash up between Chicago and hair, if that makes any sense. And it's just a bizarre world. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, it, it's produced a lot by the people that did Kimmy Schmidt. So you can see those, uh, Titus, remember the Titus that was in Kimmy Schmidt? He's the narrator this season and he's hilarious. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, say Lisa, but it's the same characters in a different world, uh, and there are a lot of Broadway stars in it. So if you like Broadway and you like uh, you know Broadway throw ups, that's that's what this is. So that's what I got. So Chris, talk about your other stuff, and then we'll come back to uh, Mandalorian and uh, Ted Lasso, two excellent episodes.
1: Okay, so I mentioned we started Succession. We're just about three episodes in. He, we haven't seen him since his since his stroke, his brain aneurysm, whatever it was. Right. Uh, and they aren't letting him be seen yet. I, 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 I like it a bunch. I love the dynamic with the wife and the kids and, he's and, and, and you know, he is murder. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and he's so terrible. He is terrible. <laughs> and because of that, his, his children are all just awful. And oh, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, that's what my wife said. I said, well, I said, it's all bad people. She's like, well, I like bad people. She's like, but it's not as funny as I like it to be. She's like, they're just terrible. Like that scene where they're playing softball and they, right. that poor little kid. Hey, you come play and 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 McCulkin's like, I'll give you a million dollars if you can get a home run. And all I could think of is you, this is probably something you don't remember. But in the '80s, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase and yeah, wrestling. They, 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 right? He used to do promos where he'd bring little kids on stage <laughs> and he'd say, if you can do this, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And one kid had to bounce the ball ten times in a row, and on the ninth time, he kicks the ball out of his hands, and it was just, it was the whole <laughs> bit to make him a bad guy, and that's all I could think of. I kept expecting Macaulay Culkin's little brother to just tackle him, at the you know instead of him getting tagged out. But it was it's I think I think I'll like it. I'm gonna have to fit in a time to watch it without my wife because she's not into it.
0: Um, yeah, I'm way, real... I can't watch that with Mary Gay. I mean, it's just too much cussing. She just can't handle it. You know, so I'll put the headphones on or the Roku. You know, quiet, whatever. You know, by the yeah. Way that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. So, and then I'm rewatching
1: Adventure Time, which is a cartoon short series. It's it, it's like nine or ten seasons long. Um, I love it. They're ten minute episodes. Uh, it's an overarching story, but each individual episode's its own thing. Um, it's super well written. It's actually one of the better written television shows you'll ever watch. It's got a lot of deep underlying meaning, uh, but it's also got a lot of fart jokes. So it's, it's, <laughs> it, it goes both ways. So I'm rewatching that. Um, so we re- we watched how to be single. Uh, that's the, um, it's a rom-com that my wife liked. We watched it on our right. anniversary. And then we finished the first season of beef on beef? Netflix. Yeah. Allie oh, okay. Wong. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it all that much at first, but after the end of the season, I absolutely loved it. And I really hope we get another season of it. Um, it starts off with a guy clearly having a mental breakdown trying to back out of a like a home depot style parking lot and he almost runs into this lady and she just lays on her horn for a full minute and then flips him off and takes off and he snaps and he chases her and that's how the whole show and from then on these two people that don't know each other are basically trying to ruin each other's lives oh really (laughs) and uh and um it's all over this one thing but it's it, it i i told bucky when i saw i said oh that's like a meet cute situation And, and, but the opposite of a meat cute because they're just trying to destroy each other the whole time. And so if you like dark stuff, um, it's, and it's funny, um, it's good watch, but it is really dark. So that's all I've got other than our two big ones. So.
0: Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's go to Mandalorian. You know, I think if Mark were here, uh, and of course, you know, uh, those of us on the Mark and Mark show, we have a regular, uh, streaming conversation. Um, that we chat about shows that we like and things when they come up and share TikToks and, you know, at least they share TikToks. I watch them. <laughs> so <laughs> the, um uh, uh, but, but what, what Mark said about the Mandalorian, uh, which was the, um, the, the season finale for what this is season three or four, three, three, technically Eight. three.
1: Yeah. If you count, you can count, uh, Boba Fett is really almost yeah, out yeah. kind of a, Yeah.
0: Quasi. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what Mark said was that without spoiling, uh, the show for anybody, uh, that that episode could have been the, 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 uh, the finale for the whole series. And, Absolutely. And we would have walked away happy. Uh, I mean, there was just great character development with, uh, Grogu and, and the Mandalorian himself. And, uh, then of course, this whole coming together of the Mandalorian Empire. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the chicken man and, uh, you know, his, uh, arch villain, which is, you know, I mean, this got more and more and more Star Wars like. Oh, as it, as this, this season was full on Star Wars. Oh my God.
1: Was it ever very little Western feel, very much Star Wars feel. Yeah. Yep. It was, um uh, my only complaint, uh, there's always complaints, but is the Moth Gideon character was very one dimensional. Yeah. I, they could have done a little more with his character than they did, but it's fine. They rushed. I felt like they rushed his arc a little bit, but uh, I very much enjoyed it. I loved. Uh, I loved how Grogu um, is proving to everyone that he may look like a baby, but he's not a baby guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over fifty years old, and yeah, he can't talk, but he was trained by Luke Skywalker for a long period of time, and he knows things.
0: Right. So. Yes. <laughs> That's um, a good way to say it. Yeah.
1: As uh, we talked about last week, putting him in that little robot suit uh, was was a great idea, and it gave oh, yeah. it gave a lot more, It gave him the ability to kind of be in places that he couldn't be otherwise. And yes. just those two yes. buttons. But yes, 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 yes. No, yes. no, yes. No, no, oh, no. so good. <laughs> and then, and then when he gets put, when he gets separated. Spoiler yeah. alert! And he's in those rooms with the three with the three guards. I was like, oh, or, I thought so. For me. I thought the door was going to open and they were just all going to be laid out,
0: you know, and that would, and to me, that would have been better than what we got, but it was still super fun to watch what we got. And so. I like, I like the scene that, uh, uh, I thought was very much like the Incredibles, especially the teenage dog. Oh, absolutely, you know, Whole thing blows up, you know, and here they are being sheltered by, you know, him with the, uh, the bubble that he creates around them. I and, thought that was-
1: as you know, and, and, and another thing that showed that he's not a baby is used to when he would use the force in any way, he would just be exhausted. And right. after he does that, he kind of just sits down a little bit like, eh, I'm all right, guys. And so it's like, man, that dude is, he is a beast. So the rumor is with him, he very well may play a part in, uh, in the upcoming, um, Ray movie, uh, oh the, yeah, you know, the, yeah. They, right. they feel like, you know, the one of the movies they're going to do is um, is basically to, to tie up all the loose ends from all of the television shows, and then the one of them is going to be a, a prequel from the beginning of the days of the Jedi, and then the other one is going to be kind of a continuation of the Ray story, and and they feel like Grogu
0: will very likely be involved in that. In wow, some way. that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Hey, listen, we're coming to the. Uh, the break here, so we're going to uh, we usually go sports last segment, but since we're going to talk about Ted Lasso and Amsterdam, one of my favorite cities in the Old World, we'll talk about, with that uh, when we start back here on the Chris and Mark Show. Right. Hey, we're back. This is Mark Mark Show. Chris and I, were continuing on with our dissection nice of the Mandalorian and how good it is. So let's talk briefly about uh, – Ted Lasso here in, in our final segment. First of all, I got to say this, you know, being in Amsterdam was just so perfect background. And I just, uh, other than Barcelona, uh, Amsterdam is probably one of my favorite cities in the world. And, you know, the canals, the, the red light district, all that thing are so, uh, true, you know. And of course, uh, when I was there five or six years ago, it was still before, uh, marijuana was uh, accepted nationwide here as it was. and so you know went through and saw a lot of head shops and different things in that district but uh, it's a fantastic backdrop but what a tremendous show and especially the relationship between Roy and Jamie Tart I mean it's just you know it, it we got to go see some windmills you know
1: <laughs> it, it, dude so they gave us five stories in a in a 1 hour show five right. full stories start to finish now most shows can do they'll do an A, B, and C story. They were able to do five stories, tie them all together at, yeah. th- from the beginning to the end in, in in a way that was just it was like Mark said it may be one of the, their best episode ever, which is really yeah. saying something for this show. And it reminded me a little bit of the Christmas episode. And that, as good as it was, it it could have been a standalone show. There's no you can watch that without knowing yeah. everything, That's and true. it still true. gave you enough, but. So you had the Jamie stuff with, with Roy Kent, which is, it's it de- naturally developing their relationship, which is fantastic. It's, um, the, the stuff with, uh, the, the team, which we missed, by the way, we missed that little callback with a pillow fight. Dude, that is, that is that great, great storytelling. Great storytelling. And then, you know, and then it's everybody converging at the end, Ted Lasso thinking he's on a trip the whole time on mushrooms and just freaking out and going to that American <laughs> restaurant and just, Oh, when he's trying to explain Chicago to that to that uh, hostess, that was I'm dying, I'm dying. So and then ending on the bus with all them together and singing that song, and it, dude, oh, it's, yeah. it's it's beautiful. And not only that, but it sets up what's coming. You know now that that team is in it together; they're a family. Oh yeah, and and and, and it's going. We're going to get three or four more fantastic episodes, which and I hope. I can see them ending it at this point, and if they do it'll be fine, but man, if they could stretch that out one more
0: season, it would be great uh but and, its and just you know, yeah, oh the, you know rebecca's uh you know uh issues on the houseboat with that guy i mean that was just so well done, and just you know you know you know meeting somebody on the chance and you know just kind of. Giving her a, a a chance to breathe, you know. I mean, you know, she's so compromised in many parts of her relationships. So.
1: And she's just she was just a nobody to that guy. He didn't know who she was, so she didn't have right. to pretend to be anything. Well, and then also her assistant taking that kid out, and you think he's going to the red light district for something else. We're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, is he really taking him? And then and the greatest part is everybody's like, what? No, no, it, can't <laughs> right. be. it wasn't, and it wasn't, it was not. But it was a beautiful story. Oh, actually, I'm sorry, there were six stories because we didn't talk about the. um the, the story with the, um, with the reporter. That was another oh, story. Yeah, that we let's try the truth. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tr- tr- grim. It was beautifully done. And oh, that boy, was very well done.
0: It. Yeah. That
1: was a swerve that, again, this show keeps doing this. It, it takes, you know, classic television setups. And it and when you think you know what's going to happen, it becomes something completely different. And it's so, so natural and beautiful. It was just, I, I can't get over how good of a television show that it was. No, it, every time kept- I watch it.
0: Yeah, it's going to become one of those shows where it's just like it's one of the more quotable programs you ever see, too. You know, there's this Butch Cassidy and Sundance uh, kid line, you know, with uh, with Roy where he keeps badgering about, we got to go see the windmills, we got to go see the windmills. I can't ride a bike! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. This is like Butch Cassidy, you know, is like, you know, I can't swim! Then the fall will kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so amazing. good.
1: No, I I love it. I it just again, I can't imagine that this show doesn't win all of the Emmys again this year. It's yeah. just gonna it's gonna sweep them. It, it, it doesn't matter what anybody else puts out. It's just such good television. It's just it's it's enjoyable. It's it, it gives you the good feelings. It 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 has disappointment. It has real life in it. It has oh, drama, yeah. and and it's just it's just fantastic. I can't I can't talk about it enough. Anybody not watching it is truly missing out.
0: That's true. It really is. I was watching some game show the other day, and, you know, there was a uh, the question. Uh, the question was, I think it's on uh, uh, Switch. And uh, it, it's like, uh, what is uh, Ted Lasso's fictional team, you know, called? You know, and this guy just lit up. You know, it's, it's my favorite show. It's like, <laughs> there's no way I missed this question. So let's switch to real sports here real quickly Uh with the aforementioned uh, – Trade between the Packers and the and the Jets, which is the worst kept secret in football, but it went on a long, long time. A lot of permutations, a lot of gives and takes. And Chris kind of gave his analysis of that about uh, you know really going to depend on um, you know how at what level does Aaron Rodgers play within the system? He's got some great uh, core receivers in that team with a good defense, and uh, you know if he can play it. Eighty percent of himself or more, he'll be fine. If uh, if not, he's in the bubble in New York. He has no excuses. He has no excuses.
1: And and, and I will say for Green Bay, they got as much as they were going to get for him. Oh yeah. So they couldn't have done any better than they did. There, and there is no outcome where they lost in this because if here's no. the thing, if he plays well next year, they get that first round draft pick. So right.
0: And, and and, you and know, if, this, yeah. And here's another thing is that you know I mean it's tough for a Bear fan to admit but. But they're probably one of the best coached teams in uh, football. You know their coach is, yeah. is outstanding tactician, and uh, he knows the game, and uh, so and he, and he took the high ground the whole time through the, you know, all of the Aaron Rodgers' dramatics, and you know, just you know, who cares? He know, c- like, he definitely could have uh,
1: thrown him over, under the bus, and he never did. Lafleur is a great coach. he and he he apparently has at least some um some faith in, in love. You know they oh, yeah. they drafted him early. They, they 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 haven't seen – we haven't seen as much of him as they have in practice. And now I don't think he's going to be Aaron Rodgers good, but he can be a competent quarterback.
0: No, so. and they they have some up-and-coming receivers too. I mean, they've got yeah, some – Absolutely. Good talent there. So I think it, be him being younger, it's going to be a, a nice uh, match for them. And they have a good running game. I think their defense is going to be suspect. You know, the most interesting switch that happened with the Packers mid season till the finish, which they, you know, didn't make the playoffs, they got – but uh, they, uh, you know, they the season before, they had one of the worst special teams I'd ever seen. You know, the Bears. Oh, together. it was pathetic. And so they turned that around. So we'll see where that goes. I watched on uh, Sunday the uh, Geico 500, which was, used to be the Talladega 500, uh, which is just an amazing race to watch. I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but, you know, you get 188 laps and 180 of them, are you know guys just falling as close as possible? That track is fun. That track oh is fun. God, they had three across, and it was just crazy. The way it went back and forth, and uh, so so now you know. Then it gets down to the last five laps, and everybody goes nuts, right? And it's just like oh yeah, crack and, the, and the and the race finishes under uh, you know red flag with the. Checkered flag and uh, Kyle Bush, of all people just comes out of nowhere and wins some race. <laughs> it was just crazy. Uh, NBA playoffs—they're all over the place, but I, I've not watched any. You watching? You got a favorite? What's your? I'm keeping. I've been
1: keeping close track. So uh, here's I. Um, i personally think Phoenix is the team that comes out of the West. Um, okay. So with, with Andrew Kubo's back injury, I mean they're down three-one to Miami. Miami's oh, got some. Miami's got Jimmy Butler. Um, they they very well knock out an eight seed or a one seed in the first round, and that's that's a huge huge blow to the East because honestly, them and Boston and Philly for that matter are just three really really good ball teams. And if you take out Milwaukee, which is by far the best team in the NBA this year, um, you're you're looking at a wide open um, NBA Finals again this year because it was almost. Uh, foregone conclusion that Milwaukee could walk into the finals and win this year as good as they were.
0: So I was trying to explain to my wife, you know, how this season works, you know, and I got a joke with her about the 4th of July, but actually the the finals, the se- potential seven game finals starts the first week of June. So think about a sport that started last year. Now, I mean, you know, baseball, yeah. you know, we, we have a five month regular season and a month of playoffs. So, we, you know, we play half the year as well. But, you know, when you think about a winter sport that ends in the first week of June, you know, that's a long, long season for sure. So, so anyway, um, and then uh, this Thursday, of course, is the NFL draft, which, uh, is, is usually pretty, pretty good drama, pretty good. Uh, uh, it'll be, you know, there seem to be some topics that are still in flux, you know, so it's going to be interesting to watch the dynamics involved with that as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, we lost a little bit of drama with Aaron Rodgers trade going through, but you still have the Lamar Jackson thing out there and uh, and there's never been more doubt in the top 5 picks than there have been uh, in a long time. Uh, right. It seems it seems like a quarterback goes number 1, um and then the next question is do do the 2 or 3 get uh does someone move up to grab somebody or are they all too scared? The last few mocks I've seen, the Colts may have their pick of the three leftover quarterbacks at the four spot. And if that's the case, if that's the case, if that's the case, they can't—they absolutely cannot not take one of those guys. Now, if someone comes in front of them and the first two guys are gone, and there's only two left, I would be okay with them passing and then trying to pick up uh, somebody uh, to to push through or just punt the season for next year. I guess if they can get a real guy. But I don't want them to uh, pick a guy because they have to. It's yeah. the biggest mistake you make. You've got a top four pick. If you can get that game-changing defensive player
0: yeah.
1: um, in uh, because your quarterback's not there, do it, man. Do it. Take him and, and solidify that defense and then just say, all right, this is what we're going to do. You know, Maybe we only win six games next year. Maybe we win three games. We get a top five pick, and maybe next year we'll get a guy. But you can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't roll the dice on on yeah, a guy. No, the
0: Colts, yeah, the Colts have got to break their string of uh, unfortunate things that have happened to them, no doubt. So, because uh, even though I'm a Bears fan, I do like following the Colts as well. So, we have come to that magic point uh, where, as they say on SmartList, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Scott. See This is your station for news 24 hours a day and anytime online at WAOVAM.com. This is WAOV Vincennes.
1: Fox News, I'm Tom Graham. President Biden spoke to a key trade union today. It came just hours after the release of a video making his re-election bid official. Fox's Peter Ducey. There's less time spent on...